This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Beard WNC. My name's Patrick Pohl. I'm joined by the Andersons, Mike and Lewis, and Carson Jones. And this is a podcast where the four of us, as more or less friends, get together and banter back and forth about various topics. A lot of times it's high school sports, a lot of times it's high school football, but it really could go off the rails and go in any direction at any given time because... The whole purpose of this thing is our entertainment, and if you're entertained too, that's fantastic. But if you're not, obviously there's other options out there, and we encourage you for that. So one thing right out of the gate, guys, what an amazing weekend this was. We had Friday night high school football. I don't know about you all, but Saturday I was watching college football all day and into the evening. And then Sunday I fired up my NFL Sunday ticket, which I've never had before, Wow, was that awesome. Is there any surprise that Pat paid for the NFL Sunday ticket? I think Pat just gets it for free. At this point, he... Yeah, that's very... It, co- it comes with the helipad. Yeah. Okay. Are very you nice, kidding? But... How do you get the NFL anybody, Sunday ticket for not for, for paying for it? How do you get it for free? Does it, no, I'm just saying, does anybody else have the Sunday ticket? I do have the Sunday ticket. Okay, so we have... Okay. Big flex by you two. Right. I, I've got a 15-month-old, but I think I'm going to get it tonight. I love. I mean, I had to watch the Dolphins. They don't put them on the regular TV unless they're playing like two games a year. So well, to watch the Dolphins, that, I used to have the Sunday ticket on Direct TV back in the day, a hundred years ago, and we gave it up. And now that they're on YouTube TV, I signed up. So. I, ma- I imagine Saturday though, many of the uh, charter customers not watching. Oh, I heard no, about that. That very, was pretty very brutal. Unhappy. Yeah. Ouch. So. Oh wait, what? What? Wait, important phone call is coming in. We never get phone calls on the uh, on the Behind the Beard podcast. What What's going on, Lewis? Oh, let, let's answer it and find out. Carson Jones, hey, Zach Gibson, head football coach over in high school. Wanted to let you know that traffic was really good. We made it here in plenty of time, and uh, War Horses got a big win over the Eagles you picked. So, appreciate you. Wow. wow. Thanks, Carson. Coach Gibson. A call from Coach Gibson. <laughs> wow. i tell you what. Um, I... I'm going to lick my wounds. Congratulations, Coach Gibson. <laughs> right? Um, that is just, I, I can't say much there. No, I, I cannot say much. Well, I mean, since he called in and we're talking about this, I just want the reviewers to remember what Carson said. I mean, until, I just, I really like Lewis, guys. I really do. It sounds like, I know you guys don't think I like Lewis, <laughs> but just from what I saw, Owen may not win a game. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, wow. So, so that Carson, is what Carson said. All of your football knowledge led <laughs> to these picks. <laughs> this was a tough week. This was a tough week um, personally for my for my picks. And um, I think that we can all agree that Lewis is getting too good with this uh, new <laughs> soundboard. <laughs> that was fantastic. Hey, seriously, though, congratulations to the Owen Warhorses getting the win in the win column. Good for them. That's awesome. Yes. That was fantastic. And yes. it wasn't even Rosman. Correct, yeah. Somebody other than Rosman we beat. Uh, Coach Gibson doing an amazing job over there. Hopefully this momentum carries us on to the next few games. Next few games going to be pretty tough for Owen. Yeah, I was I was noticing that too. But, hey, you know what? Like you said, ride that momentum, baby. Ride it. 
I, I hope other teams ride that momentum that they're on as well. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so uh, we did, just speaking of the picks, so Pat, Pat went 5-2 and two this week and took over first place. He's now 23-11. and 11. Well, I, don't, I mean, who got the most picks right this week? Lewis went 6-1. and one. It's now tied for second, 22-12. and 12. Carson laid an egg at 2-5. and five. He's now 22-12 and 12 as well. Ow. And, and bringing up the rear as always, I rolled in at 4-3. and three. I'm now 19-15 and 15 overall. Well. So Pat got two games wrong. What, what was one of them? Well, yeah. That's um, – that was it. Was a tough one to uh, to swallow there with the uh, Reynolds Wataga. So you're saying any opponent here on out is a joke? Is a loser to AC Reynolds High School? <laughs> That's right. There. I love it. I really hope Wataga is listening. I, I, Listen I, up, Wataga, we will, we will and pack t- a lunch because <laughs> Reynolds is going to eat it. <laughs> I guess I guess Reynolds was like prepared for a lunchable or something. Yeah. They well, brought they brought the uh, what is that called the the heavy man or something? What's that one lunchable called? I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm too busy eating my humble pie over here. <laughs> oh, okay. here like oh it's, wow. the, it's the hungry man. Yeah, the hungry, hungry man. I'm, I'm eating it up. <laughs> yeah, it was a de- definitely a tough loss. Um, Indeed. It was exciting, though. It was like an exciting game. We'll get to that in just a minute. Yeah. So I got a couple things just to talk about here in the mm. old uh, soapbox segment. So first, I need to shout out to Barbara in California who listens to us every week. Really? Yeah, there's Barbara. Slagle listens to us every week from the state of California, and I just want to say thank you, Barbara. All right. Thank you, Barbara. We love you. Yeah. I was wondering who some of those viewers are out there. We, we get a map of where everybody listens from, a lot over there, some overseas, which is unusual to me, and there's a huge following in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> it, it's like one of the brightest red dots. They've listened to every episode. It's amazing. So I don't know who's out there, but thank you for listening. Thank you, Wichita. Yeah. That's fantastic. So here's the soapbox. I just want to start with NFL kickoffs. I watched a lot of NFL yesterday. You know, I have the ticket. They all kick them out of the back of the end zone. They Why do. do we even line up for kickoffs? Can't uh, we just give them the ball in the 25 and say, let's go? Well, I think you guys can remember a couple of years ago they talked about that, right? They shot that idea around. Uh, but there's a lot of people that just make the team for the special teams, right? Well, it would save the team some money. Uh, maybe it would. Maybe it would open up some more depth. We're talking about a lot of a lot of teams want to have three quarterbacks now. Um Maybe that's something to look at. Or, you know, maybe we can just go back to, you know, 70s, 80s football where we're men and we're okay with hitting each other. I agree with you, Lewis. Do you move the kickoff back to, like, the 20? Yeah, why not? Let's let's put it at the 15 or 20. We're going to force a return. And, hey, let's be prepared to hit someone because this is, you know, a contact sport. Collision. Absolutely, right? Uh, it's ridiculous watching. And if you read other news stories, you know, there's a drop in testosterone with men worldwide. Carson uh, can attest to that. Ex- indeed. If you look at him and the us. <laughs> it's going to be a tough episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, tough episode. I mean, he's from that generation where it's like, hey, don't hit me too hard, buddy. And here's your participation trophy. Indeed, Did. yes. <laughs> I think um, Owen played a two-hand touch scrimmage. I was never a part of it. But it wasn't their. Scrimmage. It wasn't their call. But um, you've never, have real you ever, football. Have you, you ever don't been say yes to that. Hold you on, guys man. said yes. Have you ever been part of any football scrimmage? Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. Where did you play football? Um, the I played football in the big town of AC Reynolds in the youth program. Hey, oh, oh youth Bunkum Rockets, East baby. Bunkum Rockets, youth football, now known as the Reynolds Youth League. Is that what it's known as? Indeed. Yeah, they just changed. Oh, so, okay. 
So second, and the two two of two of you at this table will understand what I'm saying. Parents yelling, "Lineman, block!" Yes. Come on, give me a break. I don't yell, "Quarterback, make a better pass." <laughs> Nor do I yell, "Running back and wide receiver, you missed your block." Yes. But unfortunately, oh. we hear that a lot. As lineman a, block. So as a lineman dad. Three of us are at the stable. Sometimes you look at those wide receiver blocks and you're like, are you kidding Jeez. me? Yeah. It was right. patty cake. Right. So, yes, I agree with you, Mike. I am fresh, also equally frustrated with that yelling. It's ridiculous. It is. Have, you heard, man, have, have you heard that a bunch up there this year? Ooh. I am. Uh, when I'm in the stands, well, I'm up the, in the booth, so I don't hear much of anything up there. That's so. good. He's got his own section in the booth. Uh, right. He doesn't watch it with the common folk. It has a hot tub, a jacuzzi. Y'all are killing me. Man, Does, all, he have room? Does he have room service? I'm not so. even on the front row of the press box. Thank you. No, I'm in the back. That's because Lewis and I chose the second row about eight years ago. Yes. Yeah. Or however long it was ago. All right. So there's there's no hot tub up there. There's there's <laughs> barely a bench, and I stand all. I figured you and Chris, Chris were sitting seat. in the hot tub. Well, if you go in the back room, it's kind of like a sauna. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so next up, we have commentators. I just want to share a couple quotes from commentators this week. Here's the first one. This was from a college game. The transfer from Rice just wound up here a few weeks ago. Oh, there was nothing more to it? There was no recruiting? He just wound up here a week yeah. ago. It sounds like other schools I know. We'll get to that later, though. Here's the second one. He, this was a racing, short track racing series. He pushes him into the wall. No contact. So, so he pushed him into the wall? Well, he had to make contact with the wall, or he had to make contact with the car, but there was no contact. It doesn't make any sense. Commentators seem to get their stuff together. Well, the other guy in the car was using the force, Mike. The, you know, for- the force. <laughs> was strong the force. with that one. Can I, can I, the add, force a, can I add a good one here? Because, Absolutely. Uh, this, Go ahead. Is, this is the Eastern Kentucky versus Kentucky game, and this was actually said on the broadcast. It said, nine months ago when he jumped in the portal, everybody wanted him. Eleven years ago as a foster kid, no one really wanted him. Oh, that's tough. That is that was actually wow, said. Dude, that's tough. Like, oh, okay. It's like, like, what is going on out there? Dude, that, that that really should not be allowed. No, no, right. and un- um, unfortunately for the broadcaster with the internet, it's all over um, Twitter, and everybody's got it covered now. So I just, um, I, I that was extremely unsensitive. <laughs> So the last thing I just want to mention real quick, and, and this was a curveball for me because I just saw it right before um, we went on air. The Sissa Times released their top ten of the week for a, a football, of course. Number one, Robbinsville. Number two, TC. Three, Pisgah. Four, Asheville. Five, Reynolds. Mm. Six, West Henderson. Seven, Swain. Eight, Mitchell. Nine, Murphy. Ten, Tuscola. So... I went through a couple of metrics to see what are they using to come up with this. Well, they're not using the rankings from the Simmons Report. Of course, Simmons Report, very reputable uh, site that a lot of folks use in the state of North Carolina. They're not using strength of schedule. They're not using anything other than, well, I guess they're okay. Let's put them at number one. Well, I mean, first of all, if we're talking about program prestige, Robbinsville, has the most state champions of any other school ever. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the top ten after week four of the high school season. Indeed. But, I mean, you kind of have to throw legacy in there. I mean, much more. Is Robbins – are those state championships, is that middle school size or (laughs) – Well, it's 1A, right? It is 1A. How many students is in a 1A school? Not many. Yeah, I don't know that answer. I don't have the answer either. It varies from year to year. Okay. 
So if you use just the uh, Simmons report, the top, how he ranks them, he has, uh, and this is just these top 10 I ranked, Reynolds at number one. They're 27 overall, and they have a strength of schedule 11 and four. Their opponents are 10 and four overall. Uh, two is West. I mean, West has the biggest argument here, right? They're also 4 and 0. Yes. Right. right. They are ranked 42 in the state. This is all classifications 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, and private schools. So West Henderson comes in at 42, but their opponents are 4 and 11. Robbinsville would be fifth in the rankings. They're ranked 93rd. 90, let me say that again. They're ranked 93rd by the Simmons report. Their opponents are 5 and 10. So. I'm just not sure about Robbinsville at number one. Well, I, I mean, I question anything really I read from Sid. All of us do a, really? lot, of, a lot of research, right? Right. Uh, the Citizen Times, even we were talking, you know, pre-show, uh, I forget what school we were talking about, but they were talking about a running back had two touchdowns, whereas uh, Max Preps had them recorded at zero touchdowns, which Max Preps controlled by the school. So I imagine they would report more accurate. Stats, yes, right? Yes, yeah, I agree. I, there's some disparity between what Asheville Citizen Times is having. And, and just, you know, it goes back to their, you know, recaps or their predictions. Um, you know, Mike, they gave a prediction last game. It was the Reynolds, was it Reynolds versus Wataga? And the only thing that they said was that. Um, maybe Max Guest will be healthy next week. Maybe Max Guest yeah. will be healthy next week. Nothing about any players that are currently playing. Um, nothing nothing that would give you any sort of that they know another player besides Max Guest. Reynolds has the best quarterback in the county. They didn't even mention him. Not even a word. And Pat, you can you want to high five me on that one or something? That would, yeah, I would give, okay. love to give right, you a high you five go. because he played a great game on Friday night, I thought. According to the I, I did not get a chance to watch it. According to the stats, he did play a good game. Yes. He did. So Robin Sonova said it if you look at the Simmons report, they're actually ranked ninety third, so that would put them fifth. So, I think it's terrible. I think it's a joke. I don't know what they're Does anybody know who the sports reporter is over it there? It says on there. It says, but I, I don't remember. I don't recall. Pisgah also 4-0. I mean, I don't know. I, I think Pisgah's probably better than Robbinsville. Uh, I would agree. I think Pisgah would dominate Robbinsville. Swain also 4-0. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, let me ask you this, Lewis. What um, teams on that list does Robbinsville beat? Do they beat T.C.? I do not think they would. Do they beat Pisgah? That might be a good game. I think that would be a very good game, but I think Pisgah would pull it out just due to the heart and all the preparation that I the agree. coaches have put them in. I agree. Now, I know they, wins. they played Asheville a couple of years ago. They, went, uh, they, they beat them in Robbinsville but lost at Asheville. I, th- I think playing in Robbinsville is very tough for a team like Asheville. I, I agree with that. I agree from what – just talking to Coach Radford off air, that's a difficult place to play. Indeed. Uh, do they beat Reynolds? No. I mean, be honest, Lewis. What do you really think? I, th- I, th- I do not think they would beat Reynolds. I don't think, so I don't think it would no, be a game by halftime. What about West? 3A? I mean, they, they, they've been a couple fantastic years. I know, I know a lot of the West players. I think Robbinsville uh, would do a lot like Watauga did, and uh, I think they might beat West. Could be a good game? Yep. Okay. That'd be a good match. Swain 4-0, Mitchell 4-0. I mean, would those be good games? I think uh, Robin- I'm assuming Swain and Robbinsville play on a regular basis. Correct. Yeah, I think uh, Robbinsville would dominate both of those teams. Okay. All right, and then Tuscola two and two came in at ten. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something to think about. There, it's good food for thought. Well, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and we have ours. I'm sure. We have differences at this table. I'm sure the Citizen what? Times has their opinion. Yeah, but their opinions are terrible. So. <laughs> 
I mean, L- it's clearly if you read everything they put out, there's a lack of effort going on, and someone's just checking a box. I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, you got Asheville School who's ranked thirty third overall, not even on the list. I mean, he's not looking. Yeah, and at- I think it. You know, it could be a lack of budget. It could be a lack of resources. But what I would say from the response that us four have got from just you know doing a little podcast on the side, um, and how many people it's it's already touched in West North Carolina football. Um, Asheville City Times, it's very obvious they're missing the boat as far as a huge, humongous platform um, and who they would be able to touch. So, And that used to be the place you went to. Absolutely. I remember they used to give updates. You know, There were multiple up games, uh, updates every night, every Friday night You know, th- for all the games. And so if you needed to check the scores, you could just go to that link on Citizen Times. Boom, there you go. And now, I think they still have it. I don't know. Yeah. So... I appreciate you guys listening to that. Let's uh, let's talk about week four, guys. Some pretty exciting games. We'll start with a couple that weren't. Uh, one and three, Irwin lost to four and oh, West Henderson, 40 to 10. Uh, we all got this one right. We all knew West Henderson was going to take care of Irwin. Yeah, I think after last week, we, we knew Irwin was pretty much done with their Cinderella season, right? I agree. They got a tough one this week with Inca. Go ahead, Carson. You know, it just uh... – with Wes Henderson just pouring it on him there. But, you know, I this this weekend I had the pleasure of, you know, talking to a fine young man that plays ball at Irwin, and he kind of gave me some um, information that I didn't really know. I didn't know that how young their quarterback was. Their quarterback's 14 years old. You um, and him are the same age? No, not quite. <laughs> not quite. I'm just a little bit older. Um, but, you know, just being, you know, being at that age, it's a lot. Um, he was playing middle school football last year. So, um as that we, is tough. That is tough. That's a very different transition. Um, it's you know, it's still I still think that first game you know got a lot of people, um, but I I do think that Irwin there's going to be some games on their schedule that they could they could get a win the rest of the year. What do you think about Irwin North Buncombe? Think it'll be a good game. Hmm. Think it'll be a good game. But we, he said they got you know and we'll talk about it later. But um, just I think West just had too much. Uh, their running back had a all all American night. True it just. Um, all over the field. It was just one of those things that it was it was over. Um, Wes Henderson poured it on them, and that's basically all you can say about that one. So next up we have the Christ School Raven Gap. Christ School 0-4, Raven Gap 4-0, Raven Gap 6 in the, in the uh, state. Raven Gap comes away with a 42-21 win. Honestly, not that close. Running, ga- running clock at halftime. All the points came on the second team. Um High school just continues to struggle offensively, and things don't get any easier. So that's it for that one. Next up, we had the big win for Owen. Owen now yeah. 1-3. Shout out Coach Gibson. Beating yeah. East Henderson, who's now 0-4, 26-6. They put up some points there, and the defense played well. It, indeed. Uh, it was a very good game to watch. Finally a win for Owen. Uh, these guys really took practice seriously this week, and Coach Gibson them installed a little new offense uh, it was a very good win, and I mean, even though what Carson's currently doing over there that I won't talk about, uh, someone did say that uh, you know you guys you're always worried about the traffic problems. But my friend Dwight over there, he said, "Listen, I was leading the buses through the traffic, and we got there just in time." Perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. So, um, uh, but really, in in that game, big shout out to Will Johnson and Lewis, the only one who picked this one correctly. Indeed. Yes. Yep. So, um, did they end up playing? Did they have both? Their, did they have their quarterbacks? Yeah. So East, 
was on their third string quarterback and second running back. Okay. Tough. Um, but no, st- still, it looked like Owen um, had complete control of that game. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, you were you were there. Is if they have their starting quarterback, is it a little bit closer? Well, the o- I mean, the only time they scored was against one pick six from us. Their offense was atrocious. Uh, just stats from Will Johnson. Ready? Ten carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, one which was a pick six, and he led the team with 17 tackles. I mean, that's a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a special night. Uh, that's a special night. Their offense did not click from the very beginning. So no, and he it sounded like I mean, really, Owen was able to run the ball at will. Um, right. They were, you know, that's shout out to them. Like I said, we hope they carry that momentum. Um, I was wrong. It will not be the. It was the first time I've ever been wrong, but it probably won't be the last. Looking <laughs> looking forward to these slates. Jeez. <laughs> so next up, we had the. Uh, Three and one North Buncombe. North Buncombe was undefeated rolling into Brevard. Brevard, the best one and two team. They were able to take care of North Buncombe 48 to nothing. Pat Lewis and Mike got this one right. Carson mailed it in on this one as well. North Buncombe not able to score at all. No, I, um, you know, I, I've had a lot of feedback that I was able to take the lead in these picks throughout the the start of this high school football season because I've been unbiased and was able to, you know, pick what I thought actually was going to happen. Well, I let this week, I picked with my heart and that was the wrong decision. Um, I thought North Buncombe was going to be able to give them something. I was hopeful they were going to be able to get some, uh, to move the line of scrimmage and boy, was I wrong. Well, Well, if if you were the unbiased um, pick by others are saying that, maybe all of you should come over more toward, I guess, the biased team since I'm the best picker out there and apparently I'm biased. So, Pat's also a nose picker, just so you know. Yeah, I'll I'll stay right here on my side of the table. I will I will say about this about the North Bunker game. Listen, guys, I mean, as I was leaving East Hendersonville on Friday, I was getting text messages from Carson, game updates and everything. So I, I really wanted to go up to uh, up to Weaverville, and I did a little, you know. Uh, a wellness check up there. I was I, I was really feeling bad about those guys. And when I went through Weaverville, man, they, it looked like they were preparing for a hurricane. There was boards up over the windows. <laughs> uh, well, folks, folks were standing around just in, in total shock and grief. If anyone out there knows a good uh, grief counselor, just please, <laughs> please contact Carson Jones. He can spread the information around the community. But I do want to give a big shout out to all the North Buncombe fans who personally, you know, chimed in on Carson's Instagram and guaranteed him the victory. Um, I'm sure you guys really thought you were going to win, but it, we all seen that it wasn't going to happen. That's tough. Um, that's tough. I- but but you know, the positive aspect of this, I'm sure, and I'm sure many of the Reynolds fans are really you know wanting to hear this. Hopefully, this loss prepared them for what's coming this week against Reynolds. Well, I, I'm not going to blame it on this, but I, maybe they were looking ahead. They were looking ahead. They to were the definitely Reynolds looking game. ahead to Absolutely, the Reynolds game. Absolutely, Carson, I mean, you got it. So, spin zone. They were looking ahead to the Reynolds game. Um, all of their focus and mental energy was on that. Um, I, you know, it, it's just one of those. It was tough. Uh, traffic was crystal clear this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anybody that was wondering, uh, it just. I still, I still uh, like like what North Buncombe's done this year so far. Absolutely, um, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say that 
Um, one game defines the whole season. They've got it. They've got an absolute tough one ahead of them this weekend. So uh, what's their answer this week? How are they going to turn it around against Reynolds this week? Uh, there's not an answer. Oh. So um, that's just me. That's me. I'm not. I'm done picking with my heart. Um, Reynolds is going to overmatch them in every aspect of football, kind of like they've done. I don't know. I could not find when the last time North Buncombe had competed, let alone beat Reynolds. So. Um, it was in the early 90s. Was it in the early 90s? Yes. Okay, so early 90s. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. Yep. So next up, we had the McDowell-Avery game. Avery, Avery 1A, correct? Correct. 1A. Avery, the 1A team, comes away with the win, 23-22. McDowell now 0-4, Avery 2-2. Two two. Pat, you picked Avery to win. The I rest did. of us did not. How that did you be, know? That would you, be W. Pat, How did again. you know Avery was going to take the win there? I, I, I told you my rationale for this. I you know, saw how things were shaping up when the uh, running back left McDowell, and I saw the, uh, the the interview on TV, and you know, I just it's I'm not sold. I, you know, I, I, I hope they can do things well down there. I certainly don't wish them any ill will, but I just didn't get so the sense would that you clean house on, if you're admin down at mcdowell and you saw that body language would you would you clean house i don't know that i'm gonna clean house i mean can you imagine pat firing anybody ever <laughs> just i <laughs> I, I just yeah i don't and until they they could prove me wrong and i hope they do i really do but i don't know that they're going to be able to get it do they want to gain this year? season only I, if I they play so. owen i think i think we would compete great against them for <laughs> a mcdowell one school in the whole county Loses to Avery. The biggest school in Western North Carolina loses yes. to a 1A team. Jeez. All right. So the next game, my game of the week, was the Asheville School ACA game. ACA quarterback Rice came in and thrown for like 10,000 yards in three games. Unfortunately, they lay the egg. Asheville School wins 55-6. to six. Both teams now 1-2. and two. Pat Lewis, Mike, we all got this one right. Carson picked ACA. I think he was, you know, caught up in the stats leading up this game. I, the the it, stats got me. So but evidently, ACA was playing the schools for the blind and the deaf. Well, yes. I really hope that ACA realizes that, uh, you know, real men play football. And the Division Two guys they were playing, uh, the little patty cake private school stuff, isn't going to cut it when you go against a real team. Yeah, the Division Two stuff is uh, can sometimes not be so great. So anyway, so the last game we want to talk about, we'll talk about this one just a minute here. The Rockets roll in, or uh, Wataga rolls into Reynolds, 4-0 now. Reynolds 1-3, wins 36-35 in a close one. Pat, you were there. What'd you see? Yeah, so this was um, an, an, really an, an awesome game to watch if you're just being a fan of football. Um, it played out almost exactly like I thought it was going to play out on offense. Because I told you all the week prior that it looked like the offense for Reynolds starting in that second quarter was starting to grow up and really starting to find their way. The confidence was starting to show. Other other players were stepping up, and obviously they don't have Max Guest back there. And that was clear and evident through the entire game against Wataga. Wataga was able to stop Reynolds on the first series, uh, and that was because of a a chop block call that um, Reynolds could not overcome to get the first down. They had to punt. After, was it your son that did the chop block? Just wondering. It was not, but okay, we don't ahead. need to talk about all that. <laughs> um, anyway, that was the that was the story with the first series, and then from then on, it was back and forth, up and down the field. The offenses could not be stopped by either either side. In fact, I'll say this. 
and he's my player that we Maddox screen, the quarterback for um, Wataga and those wingbacks that uh, they play that triple option with were just amazing because Chris Sinaj and I were doing the, the call, obviously for the live stream, the general. And, and we both agreed that if I had on the soundboard, a button like Lewis has on the board in front of us that had second and five or second and four for their offensive series, I could hit that on every single first down play. For Wataga, they were just that solid, and we could not stop the run game. So I noticed in the highlights, I watched some highlights from the game, that Wataga threw the ball Yes, quite a bit, and were successful doing it. Oh, yes. To Pryor. Pryor was a big offensive threat from that tight end position. They actually threw a hook and ladder. I think that was on one of their first series, if not the first series. I haven't seen the hook and ladder since I was in, in youth league football. That one didn't quite go for a touchdown, but it set up the touchdown. And then they threw a half-back pass for a touchdown. So, yeah, they had the – So, the, yeah, I heard there. the story of the game was the, you know, trickery, as you just alluded to, the trick plays, hook and ladders, half-back passes. And then is it true they also onside kicked a lot? They did three attempts of an onside kick, and wow. none were successful. Okay. But the interesting thing that Chris and I also bought, both brought up is every time they would go to kick off the ball – they would all run up to the line and act like they were going to onside kick it every single time, and then they would be watching. If Reynolds' front turned their back, they would proceed with the onside kick. If they didn't, then they would stop and back up, reset, and then kick it deep. They did the same stuff with their PAT stuff. They would set up in that weird, I don't even remember what you call it, where the line's off to the left, and then the receiver's off to the right, and there's a center and a quarterback, whatever that's called. And if they didn't have it set up right, they'd run that. Otherwise, they'd regroup and do an extra point. So very disciplined to be able to do that and not have offside calls and not have uh, procedure calls because they didn't have any of those. Very, very well-disciplined team. The only thing that stopped Wataga in the first half was the clock expiry at the end of the first half. Otherwise, they scored a touchdown on every possession they had in the first half. Are you surprised Reynolds' defense couldn't slow them down? And – to follow up that question, does this give Robertson a roadmap because they run a similar offense to how to beat Reynolds? I don't know that Robertson's – I know they run a similar offense, but Reynolds' defense was definitely damaged goods going in. You had two both defensive ends out for that game. Both are back this week. Um, and then, of course, we've, we've got other injuries throughout the whole team, and a lot of that will likely iron out hopefully by the TC game. So I'm, I'm not predict. Certainly, I'm not going to predict a TC win there. I think Reynolds will win that handily. <laughs> what really? No, no yeah, way. I know it's a big shock, but but if you're looking at common opponent, TC did play with Taga. They, right. they held them to 13 points. Right. Is their defense better than Reynolds? I mean, maybe Re- it, Reynolds does has the best defensive coach in America. Right. Yeah. Well, it, maybe on that particular night, yes. I think overall, I think. Um, I think Reynolds is yeah, going to be able to one pull takeaway, off the um, that that I just by looking at it, it looked like Hayden and the offense had a great night. So oh they, they answered the bell. I mean, seventeen of twenty one. Um, he had a was it one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, or was it two passing touchdowns? He, he rushed for a touchdown. He rushed for yeah. a touchdown and then had a passing. And, and Tavon Patterson had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Ty Johnson was in the end zone. Um, he and Ty and Wes are all. Um, are all uh, really connecting and, and doing well. The confidence level that Hayden Craig had was really great. Of course, the pressure was not coming at him as much. There was the, the offensive line really stepped up to keep the keep the pressure off of Hayden, and he delivered. You know, he he was able to connect with, like I said, with Wesley Rumbo, with with um, 
uh, Ty Johnson, um, and then uh, holes would open up on on the run for Tyvon Patterson, and uh, you know, just I, I, it was overall an excellent offensive game. And then um, it would have been really great if we could have gotten a few more stops. Reynolds was able to turn them over um, on on a fumble in the first half to prevent them from going down two touchdowns going into the half, which was obviously key coming out of the, coming out of the gate, being able to uh, keep, keep, um, you know, playing the chase game with, with uh, Watago. So, so I agree going for two. I think that's the right call. Right Absolutely. There. But they called, they told timeout to call a play. They'd called 10 times already. That play had been successful early in the night. Unfortunately, I think uh, Watago sold out on it and was able to stop it. Yeah, they sent everybody into those gaps, and uh, they were sitting on the run with the tailback, without a doubt, from what we were seeing up in the booth. Uh, I agree with you, Mike. The two-point conversion had to be the call because it was three minutes left to go in the game. Reynolds' defense had not been able to consistently stop Otaga at all. And any way you looked at it, Reynolds' defense was going to have to get a stop on that next drive, whether they went for one or they went for two. Now, if they go for one and they kick it and they tie, then they go into overtime, if, assuming they get the stop, right? And if they're tied, then they're in this battle of attrition with Watago where they're constantly trying to match a touchdown. And I think at the end of the day, Watago would have won would that, that attrition. Would that overtime have ever finished? I don't know. The well, way that game was going. Why not onside kick it? Well, After I, you miss the two-point conversion, yeah, why not I ta- onside I asked kick? Chris about that. Why not try the onside kick there? And I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm certainly not going to question Coach Laws. He's forgotten more about football than I've ever thought. But <laughs> that thought did cross my mind. So talking just to some insiders there from the Fairview community, one thing they noticed, the Watauga quarterback, a true leader, and, and I have as a quote, a true leader is the guy everybody's looking to to be a leader of a team who will support you when they understand you, who will break their ribs and their noses and their necks for you because they believe. Can you make them believe? And they didn't really see that from the Reynolds side. Like, who is the true leader on that offensive side? I think uh, Hayden Craig certainly stepped up and filled that void this past week. I, 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 I think he demonstrated he was able to play. Like Mike said earlier in the podcast, he's the number one quarterback in Buncombe County. Is I, that right? I think so. But yeah. if you listen to the Citizen Times. Which you guys clearly say you discount anyway. The only person that can lead that team is Max Guest. Well, then, you know. I mean, this is your local paper. Well, I, I don't even have a subscription to the paper, so clearly I don't put <laughs> They delivered to Pat it. for free. I think it goes both ways, you know, because if you look at the scoring comparison of what Robertson did with them – but then you look at what Reynolds did offensively versus Wataga, it goes both ways. You know, they Robertson held them to fewer points, but then Reynolds scored 20 more points than Robertson did. So, you know, it goes both ways. Thankfully, we're going to be able to see them play later in the season. Can we all agree that Reynolds TC shaping up to be one hell of a game? One hell of a Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Like excited. I told you all at the beginning, that's your one-two game right there. You also told us Irwin was good, so shut up. Hey, they won their first game. They did. I don't think Irwin's done. Yeah, I don't think they're done either. I don't think, I don't they're, think done they're done. Either. I think they're going to grow up. I think they'll be they'll be they'll be representing. Yep. So that was that was week four. Some excellent games. That Reynolds Watauga game was fantastic. So Carson, we had a quick update uh, on the cars on the uh, Cane Creek Middle School. I know we talked earlier in the week. I just want Carson to share with. I know they allowed the uh, players to go to either Robertson or Reynolds. He had an exact number. Carson, you mind to share that with us? We have three players going to Valley Springs, and we have 18 going to Reynolds. 
So I wonder how that works because you know generally in middle school you practice it right after school. I wonder if, if they're uh, busting so, them, or do you see my note? I do know. Uh, so the AD is taking the Reynolds players, uh, or the yeah, the Reynolds players to Reynolds, and the last coach Shaft is taking the TC players over to TC. Is he an assistant coach at Reynolds? With is he going to coach? Which one? Shaft going to uh, coach at Reynolds? Oh uh, no, Shaft is taking the C- TC players over. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, he's going I'm not to sure if he's helping them or not. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So. I have a question for you guys, and I've thought about this long and hard. If you could, if you could schedule one game that includes at least one Western North Carolina team, who would you schedule? One that's not currently being scheduled. Lewis, I want you to go first. I would 100% choose Reynolds Cross School because so many of us around this county has talked about that matchup every year, who would beat who – uh, many everybody in Fairview says Reynolds would win. A lot of the people around the surrounding county would say Cross School would win. That's one game I would put on the schedule every year. But you know, so many people aren't willing to step up to the table. It's a tough game, and you don't have to travel far, right? Exactly. Why? Why would you not? That's a great. What were their strength of schedules again, Mike? So currently, Christ School has a strength schedule of three, and that's all classifications. Yeah, and let's, I'm going to be honest with you. They're going to be number one in, in the next couple of weeks. They have the number one team and the number 25 team coming up in the next three, two out of the next three games. Yeah. Reynolds is number 11. Very, very, very high numbers for both those respective Absolutely. schools. Absolutely. That would be a fantastic game, Lewis. I do agree with you. And we've talked about it before. Coach Law's not willing to schedule it. Um, I think Coach Walker would. I think that would be a huge attendance game no matter where it's at. And at Christ School, you get him for free. Oh, well. You don't even have to pay. We don't collect money at Christ School. Oh, wow. Carson, if you had to schedule a game in Buncombe County, what would it be? Well, I'm, does it have to be in Buncombe County? Well, well just one team does. One well, team. Western North Carolina. Okay. You, Can Asheville be my respective team? Well, they are in Buncombe County. But city school, but well, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, so, Who would you have them play? Um, I would like to see them play Wes Henderson. So I think Wes Henderson's got some, some buzz around them. Um, they've got a you know all state athlete uh, in Truett Manual. Wes has been good now. I think it's this will probably be their third consecutive um, very good season for Wes Henderson. I think Asheville's got some um, very good players in that program. Um, I know you know coaches you know care deeply about football on on both staffs. I think that would be a great matchup. I agree. I think that'd be a fantastic yep. game. West used to play more Buncombe County schools. They were actually in conference with Reynolds and Asheville for a while, but it's been a few years since that happened. Pat, who would you schedule? Well, being that my depth and breadth of historical knowledge does not compare to you three natives being that I'm a transplant, I'm going to th- say that since Reynolds is in a 3A right now, I'd like to see a Reynolds-Kings Mountain matchup outside of a scrimmage. I mean, Kings Mountain's a fantastic team. I, I mean, that would be a good game. That would be a very good game. Yes. So I, th- I would like to see that. What about you, Mike? So I have another one. It's, it's It may not be what you guys are thinking. I'd like to see ACA versus Owen, Battle of the Valley. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you think, Talk Lewis, about, about that one? Traffic. Traffic would be an issue. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole 1.2 miles away. Uh, They're very close. 
They, they, neither are fan. And you I'm said, sorry, coach. Coaches, neither are fantastic at football. I think Owen would definitely dominate that game. Dominate? Uh, dominate? Oh, I don't know. So what's, what is the spread? How how many points are is Owen? I would give, win I would easily give up 21 points to them. You'd wow. give you serious? 100. Wow. Their quarterback's thrown for 10,000 yards in three games against two middle school teams. That's good. <laughs> wow. You guys haven't thrown for that many yards in 16 years. Yeah, because we're not a passing team. But you guys do throw an awfully lot of pick sixes. Oh, oh wow! Oh, I mean, is wow. that is that not true? That is not true. <laughs> okay. No, wow. that's that's Christ school. We throw a lot of pick sixes. <laughs> okay, I got them. I got them mixed up. Sorry. Do you guys have any other games you'd like to see? Anything that comes to mind, right? Now? And if not, that's fine. You know, I I think that if you somehow, I know you can't with the playoffs, but if you could take the winner of the. Uh, the three A conference with Pisgah West, and then you take the winner of the MAC. I think that would be a fun. Well, show I, th- out. I think really, if you if we had a, like a playoff, like the you know like the college playoffs of the four, you take the four winning teams in state from, from like Buncombe County or from no, Western North Carolina. No, no, from the state championship teams mm. one, two, three, and four A. Yeah, and you put them in a playoff bracket. That, oh, the, I think that would be very interesting to watch. It would. I do think the four. I do. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be tough sledding for whoever – Robbinsville versus the 4 <laughs> Versus Cardinal Gibbons. Versus Cardinal, Gibbons. Cardinal Gibbons. I think, I think there I think would be a lot would, of injuries, I think actually. they would be willing to accept that. I don't, because then they wouldn't have players the next season. So, I don't <laughs> – I, I tell you, you know, I would also like to see Asheville Christ School. I know Coach uh, Radford mentioned he he was maybe willing to schedule that game once uh, Khalil left, which right. is this year. So, we might see an Asheville Christ School game next year. Um I would love to see Reynolds schedule Christ School. Robertson. What about Robertson in there? What about Reynolds Asheville School? Because there's four Reynolds players on the Asheville School team. Pat's laughing, but that would be an intriguing matchup. It really would be. Whether it would be close or not, it'd be intriguing. Well. Anything, Pat? Come on, Pat. Say something. If, if that were to happen, Reynolds would win it going away. So, I mean, I don't know what more I can add to that conversation. I do think Reynolds would win it going away yeah. because I think that Reynolds is just deeper. Um, I think Asheville's got some good skill players, but I think Reynolds would win that matchup. But as well. I think it would be fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. The people Pat, would talk Pat, about is, it. People would talk about it. Let's give something people to talk about. You know what? People, Let's give them something to talk, talk about. about. All right, go ahead. You know ahead. what? No one's going to talk about what Reynolds versus McDowell, or Reynolds versus North Buncombe, or Reynolds versus, versus Inca, 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 or yeah. Reynolds versus Irwin. Literally, when when we went to Reynolds. We uh, tried to avoid the Reynolds Inca game. It's terrible. It is it's a terrible game to watch. So just just a quick, I read on the uh, high school overtime today. If you guys don't subscribe to that page, I recommend you do. What if there were no conferences? What if there are no conferences? Because that's something they're talking about. What if there's no conferences? You can schedule whoever you want. Well, that would be interesting, especially when it comes to strength to schedule, uh, you know, Teams like Reynolds, who you know struggle normally, the first four games schedule really four, you know, four tough games, and then they cruise through the rest of the season. It would put pressure on them to schedule more tougher games. Would so it, we, or we, would they just play the easier teams to get the wins? Uh, well, the wins doesn't matter. Strength the schedule. If someone else steps up and says, "Hey, we're going to schedule ten really tough games," it's going to really put them behind in RPI. Well, I don't know because Christ School scheduled some really tough games. They're zero yeah. and four. Their opponents are eleven and zero. But now, if if you do go away with the conferences, you're still going to keep the seven classifications. So you got seven classifications, okay. but no conferences is an option. Okay. Hmm. So I mean, you could schedule. I assume whoever you want. 
I don't know how you make the playoffs or how yeah. the rank. I, maybe it's Max Preps rankings because they've used that in the past. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That that, that can be in, an interesting thing. No conferences. So you, you know, if you're Reynolds, you don't have to schedule Inca and North Buncombe and Irwin and the, and the guys that aren't really that good and, and maybe schedule some stiffer competition. Or you just play like four regular season games and then the entire system is a it's a giant a playoff. Giant playoff. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think you do that because then you would lose teams and you lose revenue. You only play oh, yeah. five games. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I probably should have done this right after we did the uh, week four review, but we did a player of the week this week. Yes. So Carson, who did you pick for your player of the week this week? So um, I picked the running back out of West Henderson. Um, I've got. Not just because his name was Carson um, Dimsdale, um, but it was because he had 268 rushing yards on 27 carries and a touchdown over Irwin. So it sounded like he just towed the rock the whole game. Um, so that's shout out to Carson, uh, just absolutely dominating and just giving really Irwin everything they can handle. So, so I'm going, I'm going a little different. I'm going Tuscola. And I'm going Jed West at a new school with a new coach. Awesome. Jed West was 15 of 30 for four. He's a quarterback. 15 of 30 for 409 yards. And then he ran for 80 yards and three TDs. So he almost did 500 yards by himself. Well, he threw it by himself. He unfortunately did not get the win. Swain got the win. But those were some big numbers. Yeah. But you can't say new coach because he followed his quarterback coach over, right? Right, so it's true. Who do you have, Lewis? I have Will Johnson from Owen. Oh, what a surprise. He dominated that game. Ten carries, 112 yards, three TDs, two interceptions, one pick six, 17 tackles. Uh, just a dominant player. When you're, when you're talking about player of the week, I mean, you dominated this game. I think he definitely deserves a nod. So, Pat, which Reynolds player did you choose? I did not choose a Reynolds player, thank you very much, although plenty of them played very, very well. I could not. Hayden Craig has some big numbers. He did have big so numbers. So did Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson did too. But I've got to give the nod to, to, to Maddox Green and those wingbacks at Wataga. Uh, like I said in the uh, in the breakdown, it was a constant theme in the broadcast booth that it was second and five, second and four. And that opens up the playbook every time. And we just were not able to stop that, that uh, onslaught of the running game that opened up their passing game and – uh, we didn't have an answer for, so I can tip of the hat. I mean, just an amazing job. I wish I had stats to give you, but Wataga hasn't put any stats in for that game yet. So it's ridiculous. It? It's ridiculous. Put some stats in, people. Highlight your kids that work so hard. I just don't. They work hard for months and months. That does not make put their any stats sense in there. I think most teams wait till like Thursday to put them in. It's ridiculous. So let's talk about the week five games, guys. We got some exciting games this week. Can I start this? I guess you can. Go ahead. I just want to say a big shout-out to Christ School. They will not lose a game this week. Christ School will not lose. Woo! Nice. Because they're on a bye. They're on a bye. Unfortunately, next week they have Providence Day, <laughs> the number one team in the state. Probably will not end well. Well, speaking of Christ School, um, if anybody was watching Sunday Night Football last night, they uh, <laughs> oh, highlighted – did you watch it? It was brutal. Did you see – yes, but at one point, did you see them highlight a St. Joseph's from New Jersey? And show the McCarty brothers? Because that's the team that Christ School played. That's the team that flew that flew down here. Fifty personnel down to uh, <laughs> so yeah. So they to were kick playing. our butt. Yeah. So tough sledding, but 
Um, All right. So the first game we're going to talk about, Smoky Mountain at Pisgah. Lewis, what are you thinking about Smoky Mountain Pisgah? Yes, yeah, a Smoky Mountain tough start. They have lost to Swain, TC, and Murphy. Pisgah, on the other hand, has beat Brevard, Inca, Hampton, and Hayesville, everyone they've played. They have not stopped answering the call from the mill whistle all year. With an average margin of victory of 30, I really see Pisgah producing a big win against a Smoky Mountain team that's struggling to find its identity. So I should have gave these stats to start with. Pisgah does not put stats on max preps. But, Lewis, they've scored 154 points. Yep. They've only gave up 34. So if you played four games and gave up 34 points, what's that? Uh, You're averaging 30. Positive. That's nice. Smoky Mountain, they've uh, scored 78, given up 111. They're 1-3. and Their quarterback's 23 of 52. No TDs. None. Indeed. One interception. Running back, uh, McNeely, 40 carries for 214 yards and two TDs. And their uh, Steelwells, their best receiver at 14 receptions for 110 yards and a TD. Pat, who are you taking? I uh, completely agree with Lewis Anderson's analysis. I don't know that I could answer, add any more to that analysis. Pisgah wins this one. Uh, the win over Brevard alone. Uh, should paint that picture, but all the other uh, performances they've had, and to your point about the call of the mill whistle, um, they're they're playing inspired football over there at Pisgah, and uh, I don't see that changing this week. I'll be real honest with you. I got Pisgah going undefeated until they get to the playoffs. Ooh, I wouldn't wow. be surprised. Wow. That, you, you're right. They are playing inspired. Mm-hmm. Look, they're back I, at their home stadium for the first time. Right. I'm, I'm with you guys. I think there's just so much emotional um, – the aspect of the season, the the whistle, um, their win. You know, Pat took it right out of my notes. Um, he might, might have been peeking, but the Brevard is just the Brevard win looks better and better. You know, with oh what, what Brevard did to a sub-average team a, that dominated Owen. So, um, <laughs> what Brevard did to them, uh, I, I think that Pisga. I think Pisga's got some very, very good days, you know, currently and also ahead of them. So I think I think Pisga big here. We probably should have added a spread to this game, to be honest with you. So the next game I want to talk about real quick: Owen one and three at Drawn. Owen has scored sixty points, give up one hundred nineteen. Drawn scored one hundred thirty-eight, giving up ninety-nine. They have some pretty impressive stats. Hmm. Their quarterback, Tillery, is 44 of 69 for 596 yards. Guys, that's almost 200 yards a game. As well as the running back, Dula, 63 carries for 372 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's averaging 124 a game. He's also catching – he's also caught 15, yard, 15 receptions out of the backfield for 166 yards and an 11th touchdown. Carson, who you got here? You got Owen taking care of Drawn this week? No, I, I think Lewis said it earlier. They've got they've got a cu- tough couple matchups coming up. Um, I don't think I don't think Owen's able to carry the the momentum. Um, I think you know just with the wins that Drawn has already, uh, I think that they handle Owen here um, pretty steadily. So Drawn three and one, they've only lost to four eight hundred Huss. Yep. Yep. Owen, so. you picking? Uh, or I'm sorry, Lewis, you picking <laughs> Owen here? <laughs> Uh, as you mentioned, you know uh, Nigel Dula. He's going to be—he's a track star. It's going to be tough to deal with. Uh, 
I really, not only out of the backfield, but he's catching footballs too. Indeed. I, I think if Owen's going to win this, they're going to have to play perfect football. Uh, it's kind of David Goliath's story here. Uh, the, you know, uh, Drawn has played some fantastic teams. They uh, beat Chase, who we really struggled against last year. As much as I don't want to do it, I am going to have to pick Drawn this week. Pat? Yes, and Lewis, I feel your pain because I'm pulling for Owen in my heart. Absolutely. But Drawn's going to win this game. I would like to add for all my haters in the Valley that I am pulling for Owen this week. I think Drawn wins as well. This is not going to be a – unfortunately, it's not going to be a close one. Uh, I do hope Owen wins, but I think Drawn – they look like a fantastic team. Why are they not ranked in the top ten of Western North Carolina? Uh, relatively new school, only been around a few years. Where are they located? Do you know Valdez? Who's? Valdez, yeah, yeah, just just east of uh, Morganton. It's one of those schools that were created to break up some really big schools down there. Uh, something that the state's done, uh, almost like the uh, Cane Creek School. Uh, but yeah, so they're not ranked because they're not a lot of people know them. Well, as, as soon as you hear drawn, you're like, "Where's that at?" Just like you did, right? Right, definitely. So drawn won the conference last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So next up, Asheville at Dobbins Bennett, which is in Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, we've heard some things about Asheville High this week, Lewis. What have you heard? I want to highlight some rumors. Go ahead. What do you got? Um, these are completely rumors, nothing verified. But, you know, maybe a couple linebackers have defected, left the team. Uh, maybe. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure. Maybe one of them has been recruited slash not recruited, suddenly available to play at Reynolds this week. I don't know. I have not heard any of that. Uh, <laughs> I do not know anything about that. Uh, that. But, I mean, no one knows for sure, but they've definitely left the team. Uh, we two, don't, two linebackers, one senior, one junior. Right. We've heard that one the senior left in an Antonio Brown-type method from the Asheville High game. Which is completely ridiculous. No one should create any scene like that. But I think he swiftly went across county and joined the Reynolds squad. Not mm. that there's any recruiting or anything ever going on there. Parents would never talk. That's correct. But I do feel – If that happened, does, does Coach Laws take him? If it makes your team better – I think he'll take anyone to help him out. We don't know any of this has happened or know anything about it. That's so right. I but have it's n- hypothetical. As These a, are all hypothetical. As a hypothetical. result of this, I will be choosing Dobbins Bennett. And real quick, Dobbins Bennett. Let me give you some stats. I, I keep putting Lewis on the spot and not giving him the stats. Dobbins Bennett does not put stats on their webs on the max preps. They've scored 112, given up 130. They are three. Two and one. That's a strange record. Three, two, Indeed. and one. They have a tie. It was stopped by weather, unfortunately. Asheville, one, two. They've only scored 39 points, guys. Right. The offensive struggle. Now, if you take away from that defense, I really think it tips their way to Dobbins Bennett. So, 39, and they've given up 103. They've only scored seven. In their two losses, they've only scored seven points. Uh, Slidell only completing 51.7% of his passes. He's 45 of 57 for 421 yards and one TD, three interceptions. There's well, also, you know, another rumor there. You know, nationally ranked quarterback, how great this kid's going to be, but yet they pulled up their JV quarterback. Yes, that we have heard of the JV quarterback coming up. Don't know if he's – we don't know anything other than he may have been called up. We heard that from a parent. Josh Ellis, the running back, 35 carries for two, 280 yards and five TDs. 
really been the highlight of the Asheville offense. Like Lewis, I'm going with Dobbins Bennett. I just don't think that Asheville has enough offense to win this game. Pat? Well, I, regardless of what you all are hearing. Um, Do I have, you agree with all of it? Is that correct? Can you go on record here? I'm not going. I, all I know is that I'm picking Dobbins Bennett based on what I've seen from the season already. Out so of the are we Asheville all going to pick the same teams? I, I guess so. But, you know, okay. I think I think Asheville's struggle, you know, you all brought up Slidell. I mean, the Slidell's a good quarterback. I have no doubt of that. I do know, I think he's probably been running for his life a little bit. I think yes. they've got some challenges up front, and that could be contributory. Now, if Asheville manages to sort that out and settle that down, Slidell could break, have a big breakout game here against Dobbins Bennett. But we'll see. I'm picking Dobbins Bennett, and um, and that's where, that's where I'll stand on that. Carson? So um, I am as well. I've been I've been on the Cougars all year, so I'm 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 going to pick uh, Dobbins Bennett here. I, I just think based upon not having a ton of confidence offensively, I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points. Um, you know, hopefully we don't know exactly what's happened on the defense. Um, I think that Asheville's done the they've followed suit with you know with Coach Laws. With Reynolds, with Coach Walker at Christ School, They're, they've played their their strength of schedule. They've played a very tough start. Um, you could argue that first game, Tuscola. Um, their strength of schedule is thirty three out of the state of North Carolina. How many were total were in the state? Four hundred seven. Four hundred. North Buncombe's three hundred eighty six. In case you're no, wondering, no one was asking. Okay. Um, but you know, Dobbins Bennett, uh, their record, you can look at it. But they they also are in the six A region in Tennessee. They have twenty four, roughly twenty four, twenty five hundred students. Asheville High is around a thousand. Um, so I think Dobbins Bennett's just going to have too much here. Um, I will be pulling for for Asheville. Wish there would be a spread on this game, but. Um, for picking an outright winner, I'm going to go with Dobbins Bennett. Well, uh, let's talk about a spread real quick. What do you think a good spread would be for this game? I don't know enough about Dobbins Bennett to I don't, know. I don't know enough, but you know, if what would be enough points for you guys to pick Asheville is the question. I'm thinking 14. I'm thinking 14. That's what I was thinking, 14, 14 I was thinking 21, yeah. So 14 to 21. 14 to 21. So, so let's put it at 17. Mike? I'm still going Dobbins Bennett. I'm going Asheville. 17, I would go Asheville. 17 and a half, I would go Asheville. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll put it on there as that. Okay. I like that. There we go. So just a quick question. Do you think Asheville made a mistake scheduling this tough schedule? It seems like they've had some uh, defensive players lose uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Lose, not lose focus, lose uh, – they don't believe in the program quite like they did when it started. We interviewed Coach Radford, fantastic coach, Seems like he has some good things going on. Unfortunately, a couple quiz kids maybe quit. What are you thinking here, Lewis? Well, I think you know kids only quit for a better opportunity. So maybe maybe they've been recruited early on. Maybe Coach Monster over there, you know, talking down there at the barber shop, helping them out. You know, and I also I'd heard another rumor that they were removed from the program. So it could be a situation we don't know exactly. Yeah, we, we don't. don't know this anything. is pure speculation, right? Um, so we do know that there's a lot of. Um, a lot of distractions right now in the in the in the program over there, um, but I do think that we can all agree based on your guys's um, interview, what we know about Coach Radford's past, what we know about him personally. Um, if there's someone that will be able to wrangle all this together, I do believe that it's him, hundred um, percent. So I, I'm a Coach Radford believer. Um, I believe in the guys that he's got on his staff. Just like when you hear stuff, um, you know, when you hear stuff at 
at Reynolds with them losing guys. Well, guess what? They've still been competitive with the third, um, the 11th, you know, strength of schedule in the whole state. So, you know, I do think that they're uh, one and three. They are one and three. They are one and three. But I think that if you look at what Reynolds usually does by the end of the season, I think that Coach Laws would say that this strength of schedule and the tough start pays off. Well, I will address that. One and three. They've, their three losses are a combined eight points. It's true. Yeah. Right. I mean, they play a very tough upfront schedule, then play so, subpar teams to qualify for yes. playoffs. I mean, they could mm-hmm. easily be 4 0 and they could easily be 0 4 and anywhere in between that. Yep. I agree. I can agree with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. Do you do you guys uh, believe that Ash will turn around this year? I, I think there is. You know, one, Asheville's in the same boat. Once they go to conference, they start winning games. They beat North Buncombe. They beat Inca. They're going to beat up on some teams. Absolutely. And it makes you, winning cures all, guys. Winning cures all. Do you think that sometimes scheduling this tough schedule instead of making your team better can beat your kids down? I think what happens is you filter out the kids that don't have the heart, that don't have you know the backbone to really put the effort in to get better. Um, Mike, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I think overall, I, I think I'm a believer in what I, I refer to as the law's gauntlet where he schedules these tough teams up front for the first four games. But I think your point that you made uh, a few podcasts ago about uh, just the what's happened, unfortunately, with Christ school schedule this, this year, is there, is there a line? Is there a threshold where it becomes potentially demoralizing I don't know. Um, that's certainly something you would have to to weigh. So, so here's a, here's a, here's 100 percent honesty right now. I talked to a young man. He comes off the field after the Christ School games. He says, "This is the worst team I've ever played for." I don't believe that's true. I don't think yeah, so either. I don't. I don't think yeah. that's true. I believe I think it's that's the a... toughest schedule he's ever played. Yes, he's yes. playing NFL teams. And I believe if they played Inca Irwin North Buncombe. Those guys running they, clock. They have wins. Running clock. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Running yeah. clocks. So I, I hope to your point, I hope Christ School can turn it around. We'll see. So let's move on to the next game. The next game's an interesting one for me being a private school guy. We got Metrolina who's four and coming to Asheville to play Asheville School who's one and two. Just some background, Metrolina is the is a division two school, so they're like Christ School, Providence Day. The bigger schools, Asheville School, of course, the 1A champion from last year. Metrolina scored 111 points. They've only given up 14 points in four games. Lewis, if you score 14 points in four games, how many is that per game? It's three and a half. You're right. So, <laughs> Jeez. Asheville School scored 95, give up 71. They played a pretty tough schedule. Metrolina likes to run the ball. The quarterback's only throw of 155 yards, two, D, two TDs, two interceptions, but they have two running backs, Gaskin, Gaskins, and this is only through three games. They have not updated the fourth game. Has run for 300 yards and four touchdowns, and Williams has run for 278 yards and four touchdowns. Asheville School, they want to throw the ball. Tolbert is 49 of 77 for 706 yards. Lewis, that's almost 235 yards a game. R- Ricky Tolbert's thrown for six touchdowns and three interceptions. Jenkins, the running backs, run for 34, for 31 rushes for 184 yards and three touchdowns. And Hazon Tobe, from, formerly from Reynolds, 18 receptions for 269 yards and four touchdowns. Carson, who are you taking? The running team, the passing team, the team who has to come to Asheville? What do you got? 
I think, um, you know, I, I picked against them last week, and it was a humongous mistake. I'm going to go with the the Rocket Boys at Asheville School, and I'm going to go with the Blues. And I think the Blues get ready to go. Um, I think that they've just got too much offensively, too many athletes on the outside. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Asheville School here, um, and I actually think that they could get some confidence, but even more so than last week. But last week, you know, they just blew it up, so they're – they're extremely confident, but I think they're going to play a you know a tougher team than they played last week, and they're going to have more of a fight. But I think it's something they can build on to try and um, you know their season's highlighted at the Christ School game. So I think they're going to try and build, 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 and hopefully um, they're they're going to their hopes are to beat Christ School. That would be their state championship. So I I watched I, I did a little research on this one, and I really think Metrolina comes in and runs the ball, slows the clock down, Lemus's possessions to Asheville School. And I think Metrolina comes away with the win here. Pat, what are you thinking? Mike, I don't know that I can improve on that analysis either. I came to the same conclusion. Um, I think Metrolina slows this one down, and I think it's going to be I think it'll be a pretty decent win for Metrolina, significant 10 or more. Lewis? I think Asheville schools should change their mascot to the missiles, the smart rockets. I'm going to Asheville school to dominate Metrolina. Ooh. Ooh, well, dominate. So, guys, I'll be at this game. If you want to come to the sideline and see me, I'll be there. I'll be in the Christ School hat. So next game up we want to talk about, we have West Henderson at North Henderson. This is a battle of two undefeated teams. This is actually my game of the week, guys. West Henderson coming in at 4-0. North Henderson at 3-0. West Henderson scored 186 points and only given up 38, while North Henderson's 116 and 38. Three. North Henderson's got about 697 seniors, and uh, they're taking a West team that plays a two-quarterback system. Young has 259 yards and two TDs. Lida has 235 yards, five TDs, and three interceptions. Dimsdale, the running back, 61 carries for 367 yards and eight touchdowns. Eight touchdown guys. That's a lot of touchdowns. Um, Truett Manuel, of course, uh, Carson's favorite player, 14 receptions for 280 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, North Henderson, no stats since week one, so we're kind of winging it here. But I'm thinking West Henderson wins this game, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, I think they win by two touchdowns. Lewis, what are you thinking? So watching North Henderson play, I have not watched much film on West Henderson, just, just seen them in one game. I do think the athleticism of West Henderson is going to be too much for North Henderson's uh, offensive line. I think West Henderson also by two touchdowns. This game is at North Henderson. What are you thinking, Carson? I think West Henderson by three or four touchdowns. I think it'll just be a, um, I think it'll be a tough night. Really, by that much? Yes, yes. I think that West Henderson just has too many athletes. I know was the actual not was it twenty three or twenty six seniors at North has. It's in the 20s. It's 20, 28. 28, okay. Yeah. So as many seniors as North's probably ever had. Um, but I, I think that um, – I know that Wes Henderson's got some really, really good things going on in their athletic department. Um, I know we don't care about baseball in this podcast, but they did win the baseball <laughs> state championship last year. Um, a few of those players, Lida, um, the quarterback in the platoon, and then Truitt. Um, and then also they've got a lineman, um, Robert Waters. I, I believe he's – Six five six six two seventy, um, and he's he's keeps Truett pretty well covered. Uh, not Truett, he keeps the quarterbacks pretty well covered so they can get Truett the ball. 
Um, they obviously can run the ball at will. Um, I think their win against Irwin, um, they've beat up on teams this year. You know, not the toughest uh, schedule to start out, um, but I've got, I've got Wes Henderson here by three or four touchdowns. So, Pat. Yes, sir. You know, that's what a leader's about, sacrifice. The time he's, he's got to sacrifice because he's, gotten, he's got to lead by example. Not by fear, not by self-pity. So is that West Henderson, or are you going with North Henderson? Well, Mike, thanks for the, uh, the inspiring monologue going into my pick. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with West as well. I don't think that I've, I can offer anything uh, new uh, to, to what you gentlemen have all said in there. I do think, like Carson said, it'll be a significant win. A couple of touchdowns, I'd say at least. So Carson chose three touchdowns, 21 points. Mike and I both chose two. Yeah, I got two. So, what do you think? It's a 17 point spread. 17 and a half points. Does anybody pick Wes Henderson? Am I the only one? I still pick Wes with uh-huh. 17 and a half. I think I'm still picking Wes. Okay, so how many points? 24 and a half? I don't know. What do you think, Lewis? 24 and a half points. Does anybody's. Does I would anybody's go. Let's pick? go. Let's go 21 and a half, and I would go. I would go to. North? North. North, I think, yeah. At 21 At and a half, I'd have to go north. I mean, that'd be close. What do you got, Mike? I still take West. I got West, too. So we're, we're doing that. 21 and a half points. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Pat loves if, the spread. For the listeners that um, don't know, we have officially incorporated spreads into our picks. I, I really think we have to going into conference play. We have to. Um, we really were just going to do it initially on these um, the last two games we we're going to talk about. But I think, it's, I think it's necessary to get some parity. We need... Um, I just lost the number one spot, and I can't pick the same picks as Pat for the rest of the season and still win. And right. he will not get that back. But we'll acknowledge that I did win in this aspect of the of the calling game portion. So I'll claim my crown hey, for that. Hey, Thank you. Good job, Pat. Thank you. Something Reynolds couldn't do win the first four games. Wow. I'm also one and three with Reynolds. I have every time I pick him to win, they lose. Yeah. So I would love a W Carson, and I got one and still lost. So indeed. So. Um, the next game is uh, we're going to talk about will be my game. Erwin Inca, Erwin Inca, your game of the week. Erwin rolls in at one and three. Fourteen-year-old quarterback Ingles thrown fifty-eight passes for I'm sorry, fifty-eight completions for 119 yards, 544 yards, three TDs, seven interceptions. Running back Petty, sixty-four carries for 307 yards and two TDs. And Pat's favorite Erwin player Reynolds. 20 receptions for 225 yards and a TD. Inca not updated their stats, but have scored 68, given up 84. Irwin have scored 59 and given up 106, so neither team really good. Carson, what you got? No, I think both teams here expect to win. I think they both think they can win. Um, I got Inca um, with them playing Owen and Rosman and then Pisgah obviously being the best team they played and not doing really anything well there. Um, I'm going to go based off of their last game against Rob, um, Rosman was 28-14, to 14, and that to me just does not do it for me. Um, I think that you can't play a team and that's lost 38 consecutive straight games and play them within two scores and be proud, happy, or anything along those lines. Um, now, Irwin obviously has not had all the success that they've wanted, you know, wanted to have had after the first game. But I think Wes Henderson will be 
um, will be a team that we look back on that potentially could make a run um, into a couple rounds into the state playoffs. Um, I don't think that loss is going to be as bad as it may seem you know, today. I think Irwin wins this one. Um, I think for the Battle of Patton is what this one will be called. The West Asheville Battle. Yes, yes. The Battle for Patton, um, Cookout specifically. I think Irwin <laughs> takes this one. So, Pat, who do you have in the Battle of Cookout? Yeah, so this one is at Inca. I think of all the matchups that that are up there this week, this is probably your closest battle between two teams that are about equally matched. Yes, I do think though um, it'll it'll be interesting because it's at Inca, but I still have to give the edge to Irwin in this one, um, and it's going to be a close one. You know, it might be within a couple of points. I'm also going Irwin. I think they're the better team. They're more athletic. I just don't think Inca has anything here. I'm going early. I've seen Inca play. Uh, you know, they're transitioning offensive coordinators. Uh, I'm really going to have to pick Inca on this. I think Irwin's just – You're going Inca? I think Inca – or I think Irwin's in a lost spiral. You're picking Inca and Irwin? I'm confused. No, I am. I'm picking Inca. <laughs> Inca. Okay. 100%. Okay. Irwin's going to lose this. Inca's going to dominate in this game. Dominate? I would think Inca. What's your reasoning for dominate? Inca by two touchdowns. They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure out their new offensive scheme, which is the run game, right? They're getting away from the offensive coordinator, getting a few more practices in them. That's true. Bye week. They they're coming off a of bye week. Should be rested. Should be healthy. I really think they're going to knock down Irwin by two touchdowns. I think Kate Ingle has wow. a big game. So next up is uh, Lewis's game of the week. TC Robertson at McDowell. We put a. 39.5-point spread on this one. So does TC cover 39.5 and get a running clock? Yeah, TC averaging 100 yards in the air, 310 yards on the ground. They had a very close game versus Watauga had all, and had victories over East Henderson and Smoky Mountain. McDowell, less than 100 yards passing and 200 yards per game rushing. They've yet to produce a victory. The team is struggling to find talent. Since the, you know all their talent went to Asheville, the 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 team overall has not been executing on any aspect. They'll be facing a TC team that is poised to win the MAC in a three way race. I feel like TC wins this by halftime with the running clock in the third quarter, and they will cover the points. Pat, they they cover. We can see in a running clock in the TC McDowell game. What I see is if if you if you're uh, McDowell. Um, it all comes down to today, and and either they heal as a team or they're going to crumble, inch by inch or play by play. I mean, that's what it comes down to for MacDowell. So, um, I it's TC, and they're going to running clock, and um, they're going to. I'm with Lewis. They're going to cover that. Carson, yeah, TC big forty wasn't enough. I agree. I just don't. McDowell's got nothing. Nothing. I think uh, TC, even with their run game, slow offense, still gets to 40 in this one. So the final game is Pat's game. Yes. You guys are going to find this a surprise, but it's A.C. Reynolds traveling to Weaverville to take on the first-place MAC team, North Buncombe. Yes. So I assume we're all picking North Buncombe to win this one since they're in first place. Pat, is that true? And I'll be picking A.C. Reynolds High School um, real to, to quick, win this one. Real quick, Pat. Are you going to pick A.C. Reynolds with a 39-and-a-half point spread? Will they be able to cover and have a running clock? 
Um, I'm going to say they're going to have probably a, a running clock in this one. I think pretty confidently. I feel that, that the offense is, is going to be able to generate that, and the defensive uh, team will uh, will not be up to full roster, but they're going to be back with the, have the defensive ends back. So um, I think that the Rockets um, – Really, uh, you know, it, it's time to time to get down to business now. They've had a very tough four game uh, entree into this season, and I think they're all aware of it. I don't think there's any doubt that they're battle tested. I think the discussion we've had about, you know, do you schedule these teams uh, like this to um, have a tough go? I think that um, that is actually prepared Reynolds in this case. I don't think this team's demotivated at all. And I think the longer they go into this season, the more healthy they're going to get. And I think that North Buncombe will be the first bump in the road for um, Reynolds as they march through the MAC um, completely ceremoniously victorious over anybody in front of them. If I told you that North Buncombe has scored more points than Reynolds this year, would you be surprised? No. Really? You would not be surprised. No, because the uh, first outing was an 8-7 loss, and then they had a low-scoring game at, with Shelby, and the, you didn't get into the, the big points until this past week. It was a, you know, they've been, like I said, they've, they've had a total of eight points in their losses. So North Buncombe, three and one. They've scored 101 points and give up 103. They're led, of course, by their running back, Burnett, and uh, the other running back, Eubanks. Reynolds, one and three. Uh, they've scored 91 and give up 92. Craig is 60 of 90 for 627 yards, six TDs and two interceptions. Patterson leading them on the ground, 44 rushes for 185 yards and three touchdowns. And Ty Johnson through the air, 19 receptions for 294 yards and three TDs. Carson, are you taking North Buncombe to uh, not get beat by 39 and a half? Well, I, when you know when you get old in life, things get taken from you, and that, everybody knows that's really kind of a part of life. But then you learn that when you start losing stuff, you learn that life's this game of inches, and so is like so is football. But because in both the margin of error is so small, I mean, you know, one half step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. And I think that you know, with when it comes down to when you're talking about that with this game, you know, North Buncombe just had everything in front of them taken from them. Um, they were a couple inches, couple feet, you know, probably several hundred yards too short of of that victory last last game. But I think that – They didn't even score in the last game. Exactly. There's many, many yards um, short of that of that victory. <laughs> um, so there's a large margin there. Um, but I, I think Reynolds here uh, – I think Reynolds, this is going to be their feel-good game. Um, you know, Pat called it a bump in the road. I don't know if it's exactly a bump. Um, I think Reynolds here, their main their main goal in this game um, is not to cover our spread, it's to come out healthy. So I think that um, I think Reynolds does cover the spread. I don't uh, they they win by well more than forty points. So that that's what I got. I think so as well. Craig kinda had his coming out game the last game and I think yes. he let's pad some stats, Mike. Let's pad some stats, uh, baby. He he beat North Buncombe as a soft was it a sophomore? Uh, Tolbert not able to play in the COVID season. May have been freshman. He came in and beat North Buncombe as a quarterback, so he's been here before. I'm also going Reynolds-Lewis. I think Reynolds still trying to find that leadership role on offense. I I do not think they cover the spread. I think North Buncombe's going to stiffen up their back this week. They're going to throw some defensive numbers up and maybe a pick six or two, and they will not cover the spread. So are they going to let North Buncombe play with like 12 or something? 
No, they will not. So you still think they, they Reynolds has not beat them by more than 39 and a half? I think, I think North Buncombe will cover the spread. Reynolds will win. North Buncombe will cover the spread. Wow. Very good. All right. I like it. So, guys, that's our games. Want to have the fun question and wrap this one up? Do you have a fun question? Well, yeah. You know, I've been outside of sports. Mary and I have been getting into, you know, watching some of these streaming channels and we stumbled across. I bet. We, yeah, I don't we, need to know yeah. exactly what. Ooh, yeah. Let's yeah. be careful yeah. here, Pat. Yeah. This is a PG podcast, Pat. Indeed. <laughs> We we found some pretty cool shows on the the Apple TV channel, whatever that is, right? We watched uh, a series that um, was fascinating. Silo, big fan of that show. If you haven't seen it, so my question is, what is a series or a show or a movie that you've seen recently that that I might glean from you something else to watch that's been fascinating? Have you ever been asked to pee in the corner of a silo? I have not. No. Well, there are no corners. Well, that's true. It is round. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Carson, what kind of show you got for us? Well, you know, I, we don't do a whole lot of show watching considering we're just trying to get any ounce of sleep that we possibly can. But um, So it's not recent. But Blues Clues? I, no, um, Miss Rachel. A huge fan of Miss Rachel at the Jones household. But um, I'll go with a show that I think, Pat, I'd like to be – um, I'd like to know if you've watched it, but uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, I love that. Okay, good. So that's uh, all my my fantasy football team name is Game of Jones, um, and we're we need a big night out of digs tonight. But uh, we we not got, I I didn't have the boys ready to play week one. So, um, but but Game of Thrones was a awesome show that I've rewatched uh, several times. Sometimes when I um, Sometimes when I, I do get a second, I watched uh, Battle of the Bastards episode um, two weeks ago just to just to get my juices flowing for football season. So um, that that would be my show that I would highly recommend for everybody to watch or tune into. Lewis, what do you got? Okay. Uh, a big series we like to watch at home is called Alone. Uh, survival series. Oh, they, yeah. They put participants on a, an island or something separated by each other. Whoever survives the longest... And without dying, wins like five hundred thousand. It's went from like five hundred thousand to like a million bucks. Uh, basically, they they have to survive, eat whatever they can catch or kill. Uh, great series to watch. So my favorite show, the favorite series I've ever watched, and I think Lewis, you may have been the one that uh, kind of gave it to me, is Bloodline. Oh, indeed, on Netflix, I love Bloodline. But recently, Lioness, which just came out on Amazon. Or maybe it was Paramount. Paramount just came out on Paramount. Linus, very good, very good. I recommend Linus. It's a army, strategic, CIA, you know, one of those type shows. It's it's really good, and and, and I've liked it. Um, so, well, there there you have it. Some fine quality programming for you all to take in outside of your sports uh, indulgences. So. I guess that'll do it for this week. Hey, Mike, before we wrap up, do you mind to play the the clip where Pat talks about how Reynolds is going to win all their games real quick? 100%. Oh, could we do that again? That'd be great. I got you. So you're saying any opponent here on out is a joke? Is yes. a loser to AC Reynolds High School <laughs> without fail. Yes. I, I really hope Watauga is listening. I, I, Listen I, up, Watauga, we'll, we'll, and pack a lunch because we'll, we'll Reynolds sure. is going to eat it. I'll, so uh, we, we really have to thank the Carolina Sports Studios. We've... 
we've got an, we've kind of partnered up with those guys, and we really we really enjoy those guys. If you can remember, you know, four years ago. We waited every week to see their pump up video for yes. Reynolds. Yes, they do amazing work over there. They do. Yes. Please go follow them on their platforms. They really, really do cover and highlight these student athletes that we're trying to do as well. And um, their their content is second to none. So thank you. Thank thank them for all their work. We also have to thank the uh, Bandettes. Bandettes for their for their uh, yes. intro song. Love that song. We got to thank Pat for showing up late. And, Agony. Uh, I was not late. Uh, he's always late. Guys, thank you for for listening in. We appreciate you coming in. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week.